Hello. So today on this Career Conversations show, uh, we have Pooja Chakravarti, a Probashi Bengali from Kolkata, who through the PGPX uh, leveraged uh, that entire one year MBA experience to give wings to her dreams of having an international career. So today she's based out of Germany, the global headquarters of Agdas. And uh, prior to PGPX, she was like a computer science uh, B.Tech. So welcome to the show, Pooja. And uh, thank you. Thank that, you so uh, much. You'll have some exciting insights for us to listen to. So post your B.Tech uh, in computer science from Calcutta Institute of Engineering and Management, uh, which comes under the West Bengal University of Technology in 2006. You had a decade long journey at Metal Junction Ericsson. So typical IT engineer service delivery in some way. So what were you doing during that decade? What prompted you to apply to PGPX at IIM Ahmedabad, if you could tell us? Sure. So first of all, thank you. And it's an honor, Anurag, to be part of this career counseling session. And uh, it's, it's really nice to connect with you. And um, well, I yes, I graduated as a BTEC in computer science engineering from WBUT in 2008. And straight out of college, I joined uh, M Junction as a software developer. And maybe in a year's time, I understood that's not my cup of tea. And I had more inclination towards the business side of things and towards understanding the business problem. So slowly, I started working my way up. I, I clearly understood I needed to upskill. And that is how, through the job, I moved into a more business excellence and strategy consulting job or a profile in M Junction itself. After that, I moved into Ericsson, and there also I, I slowly moved into this strategy consulting role. That is what I would say my 10 years before PGPX looked like. But it was in Ericsson that I realized that I lack certain capabilities, and that, that was very important, that self-reflection to understand that if I have to move forward, I need to upscale myself, and there are certain things that I need to need to study and, and go through an academic rigor to be able to get those capabilities. So that is when the thought came up for PGPX. And uh, I wouldn't say PGPX per se, it was a thought of having that executive MBA done because of course I was not ready to go for a two year course anymore. Um, I needed that one year full time and I was mentally prepared that yes, that will be a one year of break in my career and that asks for a lot. But I prepared myself for that and uh, PGPX happened to be in my short list of programs that I applied to. I cracked it and yeah, here we are talking. So tell us a bit about, you know, GMAT. Uh, how did you prepare for GMAT? Your GMAT score, did it matter? Where else did you apply your PGPX and the other mm. interview experiences? There's a lot of uh, would-be participants in the MBA program have a lot of, you know, gray areas that, okay, I do not have X marks in 10, 12. I have not done my engineering yeah. from like a Marquis Institute. Do I still stand a chance, etc.? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, so a little caveat on how, the, how me as an individual I perform or I work. So I usually go and try, try out everything, whether it, it succeeds, whether it fails. I do not think that, okay, I don't have this in me and hence I will not apply. So I've been very ambitious uh, in that terms as a person. When it comes to GMAT, my scores were not very, very happy scores. I think 
if I remember, it was a 680 that I got through. And I was pretty skeptical that whether I should even apply or again take a GMAT score. And then I thought that I have nothing to lose. Let me apply. And I just applied to ABC. Um, I am ABC. I did not even apply to ISB. And there is a story behind it. So even when I was doing my engineering, I did appear for CAT. And um, my percentile scores, for I appeared twice and they were around 94, 95 percentile, which definitely does not make me cut through IMA. It was a certain, I would say, arrogance in me that I wanted to do my MBA from Ahmedabad. So I waited almost 10 years. And when PGPX was one of the shortlist, I knew that I have to crack it. Yes, you're right that it does hold you back at times when you know that you are fighting against an extremely cream uh, cohort of people, right? You have IITNs, you have NITNs coming up. You might not have so much good scores. I do not have high scores from my CBACs, um, class 10, class 12, but that did not stop me because all I thought that I'll put my best forward and then see how, how it pans out. So I applied for ABC. My stories, which is part of the essay writing, were honest. And uh, of course, I took a lot of mentorship from my seniors at work uh, who, who could help me write those essays in a, in a proper format. And uh, in the interview process also, I was very honest. And I just appeared for Ahmedabad. I appeared for Bangalore. I appeared for Calcutta, uh, all three interviews. The first interview was I am Bangalore, uh, which I got rejected. And then I appeared for I am Kolkata, which was two weeks before I am Ahmedabad. So when I, when I went to the interview for I am Ahmedabad, I still remember um, the professor asking me that, why do you think you got rejected in I am Bangalore? To which I had no answer, of course. I don't know why they rejected me. Um, and Calcutta was awaited. Uh, so, and then I'm Ahmedabad. And, and the first question in I'm Ahmedabad interview was on, uh, what, what do you call it? I forgot. It's like an extempore. So there was a topic and uh, I got the topic and it was very interesting. It was on you, India being a federation of states or uh, something, something on those lines of which I knew nothing. And I just told the professor that I want to change my topic. On one part of my mind, I knew that, okay, I have busted the interview. It's done. I'm on the word is done for me. And on the other hand, I, I thought that, okay, there's nothing that I can do anymore. I have asked the topic to be changed. And later I understood that the professors really appreciated that honesty. Because when they asked me in the interview, that do you understand when you're changing your topic, you can't come back to this topic if your second topic is difficult. I said that there's not, there cannot be anything more difficult because I know nothing about this topic. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I would suggest that aspirants uh, should be very honest to their to to themselves when they're sitting for for the interview or they're preparing for their interview, and and that should work. It just works. Oh, fantastic! I mean, that's like some real bold honesty. <laughs> yeah, I think it paid off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So then uh, you were in campus 2017 and that one year commencing April 2017, did the campus experience really justify your expectations apart from studies? What else did you do? And if I were to pinpoint uh, the three specific takeaways that you had from campus, so what would they be? Hmm. 
Good. So first uh, question on campus life. Uh, yes, it was it was more than what I expected. Of course, you have those grilling study hours. And of course, then you have those late night parties also, which kind of boosts you up uh, to, to take on the next semesters coming up. Uh, apart from poor academics, uh, I was also looking into the comms. Uh, so we had the committee on comms and, we, and then we had the committee on TRPS, which is now scaling up to be a huge thing. So connections used to be PGPX, um, I would say FEST, but I worked towards merging it with PGP TRBS, uh, which was the Red Brick Summit now, which is scaling up. And that was a huge step, I think, because um, somehow I thought that that distinction between PGP and PGPX needs to move, needs to go away from everything, how we even celebrate ourselves. That was the idea. So, uh, yes, campus life was extremely good. And now when it comes to three takeaways, when I look back, uh, I keep telling this, that I will not talk about any hard skills um, that, or any hard cat rules or, or protocols that have come along with me. But what that campus has prepared me is for resilience, extreme resilience. Second, I've become more courageous, for sure. There's nothing you throw at me and I'll tell you that, oh, I'm scared of it, I can't do it. There's nothing on this planet that you can throw at me. So I'm more courageous now. And I think perseverance, it just strengthened my perseverance. And I can talk about it later uh, in our scope of uh, discussion, how you need to persevere through very tough situations. And, and even PGPX, if you really, you have been a PGPXer yourself and you know that I think the first month coming to terms with the fact that you don't get your salary coming in at the end of the month, there's no income. And then you are suddenly after 10 years of gap from your previous academic life, you're only getting to sleep for two, three hours in the night. And it's a huge physical and mental toll to get adapted to for any individual. So that is where you're Perseverance starts. And yeah, I think these three, resilience, courage, and perseverance. Yeah. You were part of which syndicate? Cindy, right? Uh, H, H. H. I was in F. Horsepower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Cindy really, and everyone wants uh, their grades to be the best. So they don't mind. Uh, so often, you know, I used to walk out of the Cindy at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in the night. Because mm. I am going to dom. But they, mm. there would be other Cindy's where the lights would be still on and people would be just yeah, yeah. talking the entire night for that just five marks submission, which is like, in retrospect, I feel that how stupid that was. That uh, Yeah, I think I have, <laughs> luckily I took that call in the second semester itself because first semester I, I went through it. And then second semester, I understood that I cannot get the best marks, as simple as that. So I need to choose my battle right and Okay, you cannot be good at everything. Just choose what you want to do and focus on that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because otherwise, uh, it just gets into you. Fine. Yeah. So then campus placements happen. You know, we go to one yeah. year MBA with a very, very clear view on campus. So tell us yeah. about your campus experience. And, you know, you would be uh, not uh, having an IIT and an NIT tag yeah. in the engineering thing as we mm. just spoke at the beginning of the interview. Yeah. So then what was the factor that really clicked for you and helped you uh, get into a strategy role? So I currently see that mm. you are in strategy at the global headquarters of Adidas and trust mm. me like that's huge in terms of what mm -hmm. the one year MBA has done for you. 
but i think uh, initially you got into it uh, consultant sort yes. of a role so just tell us about that entire transition because that's like something which is right. really exciting about your profile so i definitely you've seen my previous experience i come from an it telecom experience background and uh, adidas happens to be one of the companies where i got shortlisted that's again being honest i was not getting shortlisted in many companies to start with so adidas happens to be one of them and uh, definitely that was the first interview that i was appearing for that was day 0 and uh, i had put on all the efforts in cracking it uh, when the so the first round of interview was was very nominal and moderate and it was more about consulting and transformations and etc but the second round which was the final round that was grilling that was truly grilling i mean i've never had that experience in 11 after 11 years of professional life and the cats that i went to a mo- i was at a moment where if i could if i would have seen any of my family members i would have started crying i was like that emotionally pushed very difficult interview i never let it play in my mind that i'm i'm actually competing against iitians i'm competing against iitians i just thought who i am what i have earned by myself i will put it forward if that suits the role the the profile they'll take me or else i'll i'll try for something else and uh, yeah it was it was great uh, when i cracked it it had not sunk in me that what really it means moving out of your country moving out of your entire ecosystem um so i moved into it for it for adidas wherein i was a senior business consultant and uh, while i started working it was a very good experience however in maybe two quarters i realized that uh, it it was not something that i really want to do because i come from a strategy consulting background and that's exactly where i wanted to grow so i started looking up and this opportunity was already opened uh, for internal and external hiring i applied for it and i got through it uh, so i work for bio original so if you understand adidas as an organization we have two broad businesses so we have we are into sports and we are into fashion i look into fashion um strategy for fashion and uh, yeah so i think two years more than two years into that it's amazing what do you do on a daily basis at adidas excellent question <laughs> so daily basis uh, my my direct role is to assist and to support the bugm uh, for bu originals so i'm responsible for you have a brand strategy which is like a corporate strategy uh, rather a brand strategy and that needs to be translated into sports and fashion strategy so i look into the fashion strategy what really it translates and how much you need to do in terms of product milestones in terms of comms milestones so i sit in that um, i would say overview kind of a role uh, wherein i'm like the toll gate to approve that okay if we are on course uh with our strategic ambitions or are we moving apart is there a course correction that's needed so most of my day is consumed with my gm support wherein whatever he speaks is basically the content that i get ready for him whether it be before internal brand uh presentations or external brand presentations so yeah that's pretty much my daily life and there will be a lot of uh, multi uh, means i mean say multinational cohort in terms of europeans and africans and americans and indians is it like yes. that 
It could be yeah. So, um, how I'll, I'll give you an example. When I started in my IT group, my boss was a French. I was working with an Italian counterpart, and then I had a Greek counterpart, and then I had a German colleague to work with. That was the small team. The team I'm in currently now, my boss is a German, um, and then I'm working with a Brit, British, and then I have uh, Chinese in the, in the team. And it's, it's amazing. So your counterparts are from Italy, from France, from Germany. And that is what is the biggest experience. I have lacked this in the past. Working for an international client and then working within an international cohort are very different things. And then when you're working as just a consultant to an international client, you don't have to understand their stakeholder management. But when you're working in an international cohort, how you deal with an Italian is very different how you deal with the French or how you deal with the Greek. So understanding that itself took me a year. And do you have like common topics to talk about? Because let's say they are very passionate about soccer and you would not have some inkling of yes. soccer in some way. Yes, yes. That is a real challenge. So I do miss out on those conversations. Uh, maybe in this, in, in this context, I'll highlight the importance of language, which I never realized was so important in life. When you don't have a common language in which you can speak to others, then you often feel very isolated. And, and that is what I also experienced because when I have a majority German cohort and they would discuss something over lunch uh, and that would be primarily in German, I sit there like a puppet because I don't understand German yet. Um, that is very, very difficult and challenging. Uh, yes, common topics do exist in terms of when you're discussing world politics or when you're discussing world crises like Corona. But uh, yeah, it's a challenge at times for sure. Right. And uh, in terms of an international career, like there are a lot of, you know, uh, what would I say? Are they myths? Are they reality that you will only tell us that uh, once you get placed in an international company, there's a lot of money, like, you know, you. It's like wolves of the Wall Street, too much money into your system. And then people are very, very yeah. nice. So like, what is the reality of working in an international career vis-a-vis -vis, like you worked in Kolkata, typical Bengali yes. atmosphere in some way. Yes. How do you yes. compare the same? Yes. So I will see this uh, as a wholesome package, you know. So when we talk about Europe, uh, every, so every international career has its unique journey. And I'll just talk about Germany what I am uh, I'm aware of. You have huge tax um, system and tax implications on you. So literally this myth of that I'm earning a lot is not true. I am not earning so much. Um, it's okay to survive. I'm earning at par with what my Indian counterparts are earning, I would say. But what comes as a package or perk is of course, you, you get a lot of exposure into international market. You get a lot of exposure into international stakeholder management. On your personal front, it's, it's not easy sitting in India, just thinking that, okay, next week, let's pack our bags and go to somewhere in the, in the neighborhood or in, in any of the neighboring countries. But it's relatively easier for me to do that uh, sitting in here in Germany. So there are pros and cons. But in terms of international career, one thing that I really want to highlight here is Sitting in India, when you come out, when you're a graduate from IIM Ahmedabad, 
you do get a privilege at times. You're recognized coming from a premier institute. You're recognized as a very premier student who can hard work and slog and etc. For me, that, that illusion bubble was busted the first day when no one, absolutely no one in my organization knows where I come from or recognized where I come from. So to deal with that, that, okay, I'm an IMA graduate, so I should be special. I was never that. So I had to build from scratch. I had to push myself from scratch. And I was also dealing with certain uh, presumption or myths that go around, right? So you are a brown Asian female from India. So you're very good in IT, but you don't understand business. As simple as that. So dealing with those myths, breaking those myths and establishing myself as someone who can also put her foot forward or an opinion on the table with the senior leadership team. That has been quite a journey. International career is good, but it has its own cons also. So you should weigh it, I would say. All right. And so maybe, you know, you could just follow this up with another MBA from Europe just to get that stamp of approval. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it's, it's much required and uh, it is required on, on very practical terms. This is how the job market or this is how the market works and there's nothing wrong or right about it. So had I been an, a graduate from Harvard or had I been a graduate from, I don't know, from Stanford or NCAD. from NCAD or even some course from an, Itali- from an European university, that would have given me more acceptance in the society, in the job market sitting here, which I currently don't have. So that, of course, is my next step to find something relevant, which will help me upskill. And as long as get that European certificate uh, on my CV. Yeah, I mean, it's more of a stamp of approval in some way. But yeah, that's the reality of the job market. One has to go for it. Now, if I were to ask you to justify your return on investment on the PGPX, 30 lakh rupees upfront down payment, and then Mm. one year of foregone salary, uh, what makes you really think that what are the qualitative and quantitative factors that have worked for you to justify? Mm-hmm. No, one could just put it in Excel and say, okay, 30 lakhs pre-MBA, post-MBA, this is the delta and this is the break-even and the NPV mm-hmm. and the IRR. So what exactly does it work for you in some way? Excellent. So that's a CA talking when you have an Excel done and you calculate the NPV and IRR. For me, I have never done that. I have never seen that Excel file. I just saw that whether it really pays my EMIs, <laughs> whether am I able to expand when it comes to my asset planning? Yes, it works. It makes me immensely happy when the <laughs> when the exchange rates are very favorable. It makes, makes me very happy for sure. Whether it's in terms of financial ROI, quantitatively, I would say short term is not what PGPX is for. You need to look at it in a very long-term perspective and it is justified. In terms of qualitative, uh, I'm always up for it because like I said, that if I look back into two two and a half years or almost three years now in here, I have grown as an individual. I have, I had never thought that I can survive in a, in an environment where I don't speak the language and job is just eight hours of your of your day, what you do 16 hours, the rest 16 hours of your day is huge. So settling up in Germany itself, when you don't speak the language, new rules, 
you don't have any help. So you do everything yourself. You learn every single bit of your life yourself, becoming that self-independent individual. That itself is a huge achievement. So I give it to PGPX totally that more than what I have achieved as a professional or career, my personal development has been huge. And like I said, that resilience, courage, and perseverance, these three things have like pushed me to be a better individual, I feel so. And there's more to do, so more to go, of course. Mm, makes sense. And I mean, you should have, would, I think you would have really fought a lot on campus with the committees, with your batchmates to become that uh, resilient, brave girl who's now the confidence to face the entire world now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny that uh, the other day I was having this conversation on a webinar from MPJPX uh, for aspirants. And one of my batchmates was there and she described me as this badass girl in, in the batch who fought her way. And my, yes, I have been always this deviant, I would say, um, backed with reasoning. And uh, I have, like I said, that I have always put my foot forward and then see, I've never, I've never been the one who have thought a lot before taking a step. So for my major fight was on connections merging with TRBS. And I still remember I was fighting more than half the batch. So the entire committee, my, it was not just myself, my entire committee, which was around eight, 10 people. We were against hundred people in the batch fighting for the fact that connections and TRBS should come together. So, yeah, I think that, that definitely adds on to the resilience. You've left a legacy. Uh, so here. <laughs> yeah. So what is my final two questions? Your mantra for fun and fitness. Fun and fitness. Yes. What ah, are perfect. Mantras? Fun and fitness should be one. You should Put a lot of focus on your own health when it comes to fitness and do what suits you. You don't have to follow others and do yoga if it's not your calling. You don't have to hit the gym if it's not your calling. Do what you feel like, but do invest a lot of time on your fitness. And I, well, I invested on my fitness after PGPX and uh, there's a huge story on that. So I was almost 94 kilos at Ahmedabad campus. Today I stand at 68. So I think that's quite a transformation. I, I tried and pushed myself towards it. Do what you like to do. As simple as that. Oh my God. I need to then connect with you <laughs> offline for this weight loss thing because COVID, <laughs> staying at home yeah. has really had those numbers going up. Okay. So final yeah. question, Pooja. So your name is also Pooja. You come, Durga Pooja is a... <laughs> Uh, celebrated thing in Calcutta. What is yes. your advice to aspirants? Uh, whoever is looking for this one-year program and about careers in general, international career, whatever little life has taught you, if you could just mm. share it at the final discussion point today. My little advice of how much I have learned uh, I can share is do not look at PGPX as a as a jump start to your career or a shift, a major shift to your career, and you're gonna become this, uh, you're gonna get this glamorous profile earning in blacks. Don't look at the program or any program per se with that objective is, is the way I see it. Look at it as your own upskilling. 
if you really can take the cream out of that program in terms of upskilling yourself, success will follow. Put your honest hard work. Try your best. You should not look back and say that, oh, I should have done this. I wish I could have done that. Don't do that. Put your best foot forward. Push yourself to the last limit you can and success will follow. Wow. I mean, that's nice. Thanks, sir, Pooja, for this uh, very interesting conversation. And I really need to understand how did you lose uh, 28 <laughs> kg or uh, 26 kgs from 94 to 68. Yes. That's quite <laughs> a lot. So, okay. Yes. Uh, thanks a lot for this discussion. I think if I were to summarize this, it is like this uh, girl from Calcutta who has been into IT and strategy suddenly decides that, okay, there are gaps in my career in terms of my skill sets, decides to apply. ABC happens. Very, very honest approach towards interviews. Actually gets rejected at I am Bangalore, waitlisted at mm-hmm. I am Calcutta. Goes to I am Ahmedabad, goofs up on the extempore thing but her honesty helps her sail through goes to campus and comes across as that tigress uh, Durga from Calcutta who is fighting that entire batch for a major initiative and then finally lands up on her international career at Adidas Germany so amazing I mean so much so soon I wish you the very (laughs) best uh, and I hope the viewers have also learned a lot from this thank you so much Pooja for coming on the show thank you thank you and I wish everyone good luck Thank you. All right.